This is the Become an Unstoppable Woman podcast with Lindsay Preston, episode 70, Comfort with Discomfort. Welcome to the Become an Unstoppable Woman podcast, the show for goal-getting, fear-facing women who are kicking ass by creating change. I'm your host, Lindsay Preston. I'm a wife, mom of two, and a multi-certified life coach to women all over the world. I've lived through enough in life to know that easier doesn't always equate to better. We can't fear the fire, we must learn to become it. And on this show, I'll teach you how to do just that. So join me as I challenge you to become even more of the strong, resilient, and powerful woman you are meant to be. Let's do this. friend. Welcome to another episode of the show. So excited to have you here yet again. Every time I have the opportunity to be in your ears, I am forever grateful. I know you have many choices on who to listen to, and it's such a privilege that you turn to me for advice and teachings, and if you coach with me, coaching. So thank you. All right, today we're going to talk about comfort with discomfort. So I did a podcast similar to this many, many months ago. It was one of the very first episodes of the show, actually, and it was called Embracing Gross Discomfort. And it's one of my favorite episodes to date because um, in it, I talk about how when we grow, it's very uncomfortable. And for a lot of people, that was mind-blowing. They didn't realize oh, the process of growing, even if it's good growth, is going to be uncomfortable and things are going to come up for me. I know Lindsay many years ago would have thought, I must just be doing this wrong. There's something wrong with me. You know, maybe this isn't a right fit just because I felt uncomfortable and I didn't really quite understand what discomfort felt like. It just felt off, right? And because we're taught in society most times that we need to be happy all the time and feel good all the time, when things feel off or uncomfortable, we deem that as bad a lot of times, right? So I love that episode. I'm going to link it in the show notes if you haven't listened to that one, because this episode today is going to build upon that one. And I even went back and I listened to it. And it's so funny because, as I said, I recorded it a while ago, almost two years ago. And you can tell my energy's changed a bit in the the earlier episodes. You know, I'm just so excited, like, oh, I'm back in the podcast game and I'm coaching again because I had taken some time off to have my son and I talk really fast. And, you know, now I feel like I have this more chill vibe to me, too. So, um, yeah, it's just interesting to hear the difference in that, but, uh, just to give you a rundown, if you don't want to go listen to it again, I'm just talking about in that episode, how discomfort's part of the game. And when we're growing, you can kind of expect that you're going to get uncomfortable because you're going to be growing and growth is uncomfortable to the brain. We're stepping outside of what feels safe to us. And anytime something feels unsafe, the brain sends these signals 
of usually like fight or flight or freeze kind of thoughts. You know, we bring up all the crap that our brain has really held on to to keep us where we are today. And uh, the brain thinks it's doing an amazing job at that. And like, oh yeah, we're not going to go out and meet people because remember when we were young and we went out and met people and so-and-so made fun of us and then this guy did this to us, like we're not going to do that anymore. And so, you know, again, our brain builds these beliefs, keeps us stuck. We tend to call them limiting beliefs in the psychology world. With my coaching clients, we call them bolt holes a lot of time because sometimes they're really wired in that brain with a lot of pain. And so it feels like somebody has, in essence, shot us at times, many times emotionally or mentally. And then yet we just kind of put a Band-Aid on it and keep going about our lives and think, okay, I'm just going to get past that. And we have no idea what's holding us back and what's keeping us stuck and making us feel like crap most days. So again, comfort or discomfort is part of the game. Today, I really want to teach you how to feel comfortable in that discomfort because right now I'm in a huge growth period. I've talked about on many of the recent episodes, my business is growing very rapidly and there's some other areas of my life where I'm growing and I'm, I've talked about some of them like with my marriage and stuff, but today I want to just show you and talk about all the areas in which I'm growing and how I'm feeling through that So you can, A, recognize what discomfort feels like, because again, a lot of times we think something's wrong with us or, you know, we, we judge how we feel. And I want you to just recognize what it is you're feeling and accepting that instead of judging it. You know, I have a batch of clients right now who I'm working this theory on, um, with them. So they're coming to me and they're like, Oh, Lindsay, I feel this, or I feel this, or I feel that. And then they have so much judgment about how they're feeling on top of that. So they may say, Oh, I just feel so angry about this thing going on at work, but I'm just oh, so over feeling this way. And I hate that I'm feeling this way. And I thought I was past this and I don't want to be this. And so then they just layer on all this judgment about it. And then it's like, okay, not only do we need to deal with the anger piece, but we can't even get to the anger piece because you have so much judgment on top of that. So I've really started to take in as I'm doing these episodes for the podcast, especially is I want to be as open and authentic as possible with you. You know, I've done that more and more on the show in the past few weeks. Like I talked about being emotionally triggered and I talked you through an emotional trigger. There's going to be an episode coming up talking about women's rights where I'm going to get very vulnerable with you. And specifically, we're going to talk about being authentic and what that looks like. You know, Rachel Hollis, you may know her. She is a best-selling author. She wrote Girl, Wash Your Face. And I have followed her journey for the past few years. The first reason why is because it seemed like she came out of nowhere. And it was like, who is this Rachel Hollis girl? And why is her book so popular? And so at the time, I was really interested in what are the things that are making people so popular? Because at the time, I really wanted that kind of success. And so, you know, I'm looking at her, I'm reading her book, I'm following all the things. And I just keep thinking, I don't get it. Like, I don't get what is so popular about this girl. But there was a part of me that was like, fit into that mold, Lindsay. This is what people are wanting. So go and be that. And I just kept resisting and resisting and resisting it. And finally, luckily, I had a coaching session with my coach and we talked about it. And I just said, you know, I feel like I want to have this big career, but yet when I see people who are quote unquote doing it big, I just don't feel like that's for me. 
And what we determined in that coaching session was that was totally right. That that path is not for me. My big career is right now what I envision is just being this practitioner and working a lot one-on-one with people. That's my zone of genius. That's what I love more than anything. And then having small groups as well, especially for my more advanced clients. And so that's why in this past year, I've structured my business in that way. And it's really gone away from trying to be this big personality. But again, going back to the Rachel Hollis thing, you know, I've been watching her grow and now I'm watching her go through a divorce, which seemed to come out of nowhere. And the reason why it seemed to come out of nowhere was because a lot of people were saying, well, you weren't being authentic with us, Rachel. You kept talking about your marriage and how great it was and how we should be doing all these things in our marriage. And then all of a sudden out of left field, it was, oh, Dave and I are getting a divorce. And, you know, again, I've just been watching, observing this whole thing go down, realizing a couple of things about Rachel. But one of the biggest things is that like her followers are saying, she hasn't been authentic. She hasn't truly shown what this journey looks like to growth. It's in essence, what I've seen and what other people are saying too, is just kind of this plastered, um, fake authenticity. Like, oh, I'll talk about these aspects of my life, but I'll talk about them in a way where everything's wrapped up in a pretty package. And um, there's not a lot of her feeling her feelings in that. It's a lot of, you know, let's hustle our way out of it. And whereas some of that is good, you know, I mean, I think for some women, they need that to kind of jumpstart them to get them out of spinning in a lot of doubt and um, lack of confidence and probably spinning in, in unhelpful emotions. But there comes a point where that stuff becomes really toxic and people are starting to see that. So anyways, as I'm watching this whole Rachel thing go down, I'm realizing yet again, it's like, wow, you know, I have something different to offer here on the market. And my big thing has always been being super authentic. And I just feel like with the transition of seeing that with Rachel and some other people that are out there, and I think two people are really craving more authenticity with the Corona stuff. You know, we've all been kind of exposed in a way of of seeing some of the things we need to work on by being at home so much and being exposed to a lot of anxiety provoking things at one time, be it Corona, you know, work things, health things, racial things that now we're all looking at ourselves like, wow, you know, I had more work to do than I realized. And so again, it's just, it's really showing out in the world of what is authentic and what's not. And um, again, I just feel like I'm at this place, not only with my own development, but what I'm seeing in the market of, okay, it's time to just like shed all the layers and be so super authentic with you and tell you all the things, tell you all the good, the bad, the ugly, the beautiful, the brags, you know, every single piece of me so that you can get a full picture of, okay, what is life like? you know, quote unquote, on the other side, meaning like, what does life look like when you, um, I don't know the right word to use. A lot of times we use the word evolved or authentic, um, you know, cause I think a lot of times people think, okay, you know, once I get coaching or once I have my dream career or my dream guy or whatever, then I'm complete. And then life is good. Or for my husband, I catch him on this all the time. When I have a ton of money, he's a money guy. And I'm like, okay, yeah, those things are going to make life better, but it's 
it's not the end game. We're always evolving. We're always growing. There's always, you know, I always say new level, new devil. Um, so yeah, we're all in this game. And my biggest goal now is just to be super authentic with you. So again, I'm going to share with you all the things I'm growing in and how I'm feeling behind the scenes with that. Because a lot of times, you know, it seems like on the surface that everything is peachy keen and maybe that I look really confident, but behind the scenes, it may not always be the case. Okay. So very long story to tell you just my intentions on these shows of just being super raw and vulnerable with you. And on that too, if you ever have questions about anything, be it my life, how um, I'm feeling things about your life, you know, that's one of the things my clients say most about me is Lindsay, I just feel so safe with you. And I feel like, um, you know, we just have this trust that I can tell you anything and you just hold a really good space for that. And that's honestly, one of the best compliments anyone could ever give me because that's one of my biggest goals is to have a space for women, be it just me and you or in a group of women where we can just fully be seen as ourselves and be authentic. And I know if I'm wanting that in you, then I need to lead the way. I need to go first and say, hey, here's all my stuff, right? So you have the opportunity to do it too. Okay. So back to today's topic, comfort with discomfort. So as I said, I'm going to talk you through what it feels like for me right now in certain areas of my life of where I'm growing, and then I'm going to talk you through how you can implement that in your life, okay? So let's start to just talk about why discomfort happens. You know, I mentioned the brain itself doesn't like discomfort because it feels new, and new to the brain feels scary, even if it's good stuff. You know, even if you're in a new relationship and you're like, oh my gosh, I love this guy or gal. She's amazing. You know, maybe you've never had a relationship like that before. Maybe it's even totally different than what you've experienced in a love relationship with your parents. I know when I met my now husband, it was totally different. And even though I knew I was heading in the right path with him and I knew deep down that he was a safe person, my brain was freaking out. My brain still freaks out. I'll talk about it here in a minute of growing to new levels because I just had never experienced that kind of love with that kind of person before. All right. So again, the brain just going to freak out no matter what, nothing's gone wrong. It's just the way the brain is. Now, the other thing I want to point out here is that we experience discomfort with this, not because of the actual circumstance per se, but because of our thoughts about the circumstance. So in the last podcast episode, I talked about how to solve any problem. And I talked about this tool called the model, and I've talked about it on many episodes. It's a big tool that I've really implemented in my life and I'm helping implement in clients' lives. It's an amazing one, right? But what that tool shows is that circumstances don't create our feelings, nor do they create our actions or results. So if we think, you know, coronavirus is causing the results we have today, or if we think, you know, it's because of XYZ that happened in our childhood or because of this health thing that we have or whatever it is, that has not created what we have in our life today. It's our thoughts. Our thoughts create our feelings. Then we take action based off those feelings. And then based on those actions is how we create the results that we create. Okay. So that's why it's so important. We do things like manage our mind, which I will link in this episode too for that podcast, because I specifically go in there and I talk about how to manage your mind. Because when you're growing, 
as I said, those sirens are going to go off in your brain. And if you're not aware of what thoughts your brain is telling you, it's going to feel like crap and you're likely going to do self-sabotaging behaviors without knowing it. Okay. So let me give you some examples of how this is happening for me. Okay. So one area that I'm really growing in is coaching in the style I'm coaching at with my living the dream group. So quick synopsis, the only way to coach with me now is one-on-one for the first in essence, like six to nine months, we go through three months of my Become an Unstoppable Woman program, three months of Become Authentically Awesome. After that, we do some one-on-one sessions here and there with a little bit of action trainings. And then people have the option to continue to get support and coaching through living the dream. Okay. So that group, as I said, is new. And right now the people that are in it have been past clients of mine. And so we're going through like the new versions of my unstoppable course, my authentically awesome course, and then they're getting support along the way. So the way that I'm coaching in there is different. I'm using heavily the tool called the model, which I mentioned. My style is different. I'm a lot more direct with them. There's not as much handholding because when we first start coaching together, especially one-on-one, you know, we are going in deep and we're looking at things from the past and typically things from the past that hurt. And so there's a lot of me handholding, a lot of comfort I'm creating with that. And then after that, we get into more action. And then at the end, it's kind of like a butt kick. It's like, okay, we've done all this work. You said, this is the vision you want for your life. Now you got to get to work. And so, um, anyways, with that style of coaching, it's just me constantly putting myself out on a limb. It feels like of telling things very directly. And I'm even doing this a lot more with one-on-one clients of, you know, they're coming to me and they're saying something and I'll stop them and I'll say, wait a second. Now you realize you just said, blah, blah, blah. You know, you think that's a fact, but that's not really a fact. Like I had a client recently who said, um, yeah, well, women just aren't respected. They're not respected and they're not respected at work. And I said, whoa, stop it for a second. You just said women are not respected, especially at work. You realize that's a thought, right? Like that's not a fact. And sure, we could pull statistics here. But by you thinking that thought, it's only going to perpetuate the problem of you seeing disrespect everywhere. So is that something that's truly serving you? So me just doing things like that and kind of calling people out, especially, you know, when I'm having consults with people, they're telling me what they think their life's problems are. And sometimes they're right. Sometimes they have great awareness and it's like, you're absolutely right. This is the problem. But nine times out of 10, it's something so much bigger than what they ever thought. And I'm having to bring that to awareness for them on that call. And most times it's met with a lot of relief and a lot of appreciation and gratitude because they're like, oh my gosh, I'd never seen it that way. You're absolutely right. And I'm doing it with a lot of love, but sometimes it's in a way where people don't like it. Like I have a client right now. So before, you know, I restructured my coaching programs, you could do my unstoppable woman program self-study. So she was the absolute last person that signed up to do it self-study. And um, she reached out to me recently and said, Lindsay, I need to pause my payments. You know, I just don't have the money. 
and I wrote a rock and I was very direct. And I said, you know, in the six years that I've done this, I've never had anyone pause their payments. So I just want you to be aware of that. And I said, this pattern that I'm seeing with you is this victim mentality. And, um, you know, it's come up here and it's come up here and it's come up here. I just want you to be aware of it because this is not serving you. You're self-sabotaging like crazy. Like she had missed a one-on-one call that we had. And so she lost that. And then, you know, it just like this perpetuating problem. She was not happy at all with that kind of email. It was, it was not taken well. And I think she's still really upset with me. And a part of that is just, that's why I don't do self-study anymore. It just, it works for a very small handful of people, but the program just requires a lot of handholding. It's hard work. You have to go deep and your brain naturally doesn't want to do that stuff. And so it's very easy to just kind of skim through that work and, and then be like, okay, yeah, I got so some results or I got the results I needed. And it's just, they're just not that great. I mean, some clients are like, oh, that's so great, Lindsay. And I'm like, I guess. I mean, it could have been so much better. So with her, she's been doing that. She's been avoiding the work. And then it's just, she's not applying the work. And so that's why she's not changing her life, especially financially. Um, and so I called her out on it. Yeah. And it was very uncomfortable for me to do that stuff. Every time I'm doing it, I, I have this inner pleaser in me that's like, who, how are they going to take it? They may be mad at you, Lindsay. You know, my, my business coach, Stacy always says, you always have to be willing to risk the relationship with a client every single time you're meeting them, because what they're paying you for is honesty and truth. And you know what their goals are. And if you see what is keeping them from their goals, you have to call it out. That is your role as their coach. You know, they can go to their friends, their partners, whoever, and get cheerleading and get support and all that. But you as their coach is to show them, hey, have you noticed this is what you're doing? And that's uncomfortable, not only as your recipient, but as the giver of that. And so that has been something that has really made me feel uncomfortable. Now I'm in this a couple months now of, of stepping into this role as a coach and taking this on. It's like, it's my responsibility to tell people this, but the first few weeks of me doing that, I felt like my body was in a constant state of a vibration, like this low level anxiety, because I just kept calling it out and calling it out and calling it out. And because I have so many clients right now, it was constant. It was just like every call was like, do, 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 do. And again, nine times out of 10, it's received very well. Like, for example, I had a client last week who we did something called an intermean girl interview. And in that it's, typically very emotional for people. It's very eye-opening. A lot of things come out of what they've been telling themselves. And every once in a while, I'll get a client when we do the interview and it's just very surface level. And it's like, they didn't really go that deep emotionally. And I call it out now. And to that client, I said, listen, this interview, it just felt really surface level. We didn't go deep. It's I really think you're struggling to feel your feelings. And so I encourage you and I challenge you this next week to just sit still a little bit more and just to think, okay, what am I not feeling? Because with this client, you know, she's, we've all gone through crap, right? But I brought up some of the crap and I said, you know, you just talk about this like it's nothing. And this is some hard stuff. And, you know, I always worry in that moment 
because um, many people could be like, peace, I'm out. I'm not doing this. Especially the brain doesn't want to do that kind of stuff. And they could easily feed into the story that their brain is telling them there. But instead, again, nine times out of 10, they rise to the challenge. And so this client emailed me a couple days later and she's like, Lindsay, I'm feeling all the feelings. I have the floodgates are open. I was sitting there and I was staring at my bullet hole list and I just started crying and then I ripped it up and it just like you unleash this thing inside of me. And that's where I was like, yes, here we go. Because I've pushed her to a new level. She didn't even realize that by her not feeling her feelings, it's been holding her back. But I had to go out on a limb and really do something that I knew she was going to be uncomfortable doing because she's for her whole life or most of her life. She's been just like, okay, next, next thing, I'm just going to go get her and achieve my way out of this hardship instead of sitting back and feeling the feelings of it. All right. So it's been really uncomfortable for me (laughs) to do that. But again, I've just felt the vibration in my body. I know logically what's going on. It's like, Lindsay, you're just feeling uncomfortable right now. You're growing as a person and as a coach. Nothing's gone wrong. Just allow that anxiety in your body. And in time, it's going to get easier. And that's what it has done. Like, it's very rare for me now to feel anxiety when I call something out. And that's just been in a few weeks that I've been able to take that on. It's just now like a part of me. Another area in which I've been growing is asking for more help. So typically, you know, I've just been like, I got this. I can do this on my own. But as my business has grown, I've had to hire out. And so now I have an assistant. I've had a podcast editor, but I've had her for a while. Hi, Erin, by the way, she's editing this episode. And then to um, a Facebook and Instagram ads person. And um, I've had a designer. And so just kind of, you know, letting go of the control of some of those things and seeing, you know, like my assistant, Rachel, she's still learning. She's gosh, three or four months in at this point, like she sent a client email and there was a boo-boo in it and just kind of the discomfort of that, but just kind of working through that with her and saying, okay, we need to resend this, you know, this thing happened. Let's send this again and try again. And, and knowing too, she was sending a client email to a brand new client who I know is very, uneasy about starting coaching with me, not because of me, just because she had a bad experience in the past. And so, you know, again, I felt like that level of discomfort of, okay, not only am I releasing the reins, but I know how she's feeling right now. And I'm just like, okay, just going to sit back. I'm feeling uncomfortable right now, but I'm just going to feel it. Know it's part of the journey and know we're going to get through it. And something else I tell myself, and you're welcome to think this too, if it fits for you, but I just tell myself everything happens for a reason. Like I trust the universe. I trust something bigger. And so I think about, you know, like that email flub, I think, okay, if that client's going to quit because of this email flub, and it was something really minor by the way, but you know, I know that that client's really nervous. And so her brain is looking intentionally for things to say, don't trust this because of her past experience. So I just have to, you know, say everything happens for a reason. And another thought that's really helped me out with that feeling of anxiety is all is well in my world. I'm at peace. All is well in my world. I'm at peace. All is well, right? So that's another way I'm growing is asking for more help and even asking my parents for help. So my son's not in school right now, and that's just a choice that we've made because of Corona. And so they take my son on Wednesdays. I've even reached out to them to watch my son on some date nights, which is super vulnerable for me because my parents 
um, they're not like people who value fun. And so me asking for a date night seems to, in their eyes, very extravagant and unneeded. And even though they have the time, um, I just know kind of some of the thoughts that are going through my parents' mind as to like, why is this important? And they probably may feel a little burdened, but I also know deep down that they love the time with my son. And so it's just, again, I can feel their feelings off of it and I know what some of their thoughts are, but yet I still do it anyway because, um, I know for two reasons. One is that I really want time with my husband. (laughs) Like we have not had alone time for a long time. We had a date in January. We had one night out just here recently, a few weeks ago. And then prior to that, we didn't have nights out because we had my son and it's taken a toll on our relationship. And it's like, okay, I need to ask for help for this. And we've made the boundary. We're not going to bring in babysitters right now. So it's like, okay, you know, my parents are in our little bubble. So let's like bring them in. But again, it's like that low level of discomfort of, ooh, feels really vulnerable right now for me to ask for this. And um, not only that, but I'm taking the lead on planning dates, which again is very vulnerable for me. If you heard a previous podcast, I talked about how I'd really been throwing the romance need on my husband, but then I realized it's like, okay, well, I'm the planner of us. Why, why don't I just do it? And he had been throwing that on me for a long time. He's like, Lindsay, I want to go on dates, but you're just like the person who plans the schedule. So just put it on the calendar and then we'll go from there. But even me just doing that, you know, is breaking a lot of thoughts and beliefs I have around being desperate and about, um, like how I'm leading him on in some way, which is so silly, right? But our brain attaches to these kinds of stories. And so again, it's like that low level of anxiety of that discomfort. That's what discomfort feels to me like. It's just like this low level vibration. And sometimes it's bigger. Sometimes it's it's straight up anxiety of like really going into that discomfort. But that's what it feels like. And so again, for some people, they may be like, what's wrong with me? Is something going wrong? And then because they feel so uncomfortable and they don't know how to manage their mind, all these thoughts start coming up for them and they're not aware that they're thoughts. And then they start blaming other people for them. Like for my husband and me, for example, if I wasn't managing my mind, I wasn't aware that I just feel uncomfortable because I have these thoughts that I'm desperate by doing it. I could easily just go back to him and just keep blaming him for everything. It's all your fault. You don't plan dates and da 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 da. You don't love me. And like it could spiral out into this whole other thing when the reality is it's like, okay, these are just some thoughts that I'm working to break. And I'm just experiencing discomfort and this is what it is, just part of the game. Because the reality is, is like, it does make sense for me to put the dates on the calendar. It does make sense for me to plan the babysitters. Like if I'm wanting this to happen in my life, if I'm wanting date nights, then this is what I need to do to get that, even though it feels uncomfortable. Same with coaching the clients I'm coaching them. If I want to be one of the best coaches that ever was, because that's a belief I've started to tell myself, it's like, I want to manifest this. Part of that is calling stuff out with people, not dilly-dallying around. It's made me such a better coach in the past few months. And that's why, you know, the demand has been higher. So many people like, oh my gosh, Lindsay, I'm telling all my friends about you. I think, you know, last month I've counted, you know, almost every single person that I signed was a referral from another client because it's just like, 
people are getting results, they're getting results faster, they're getting better results, and they're just telling their friends. And, you know, it's just growing and growing. But that requires me to feel uncomfortable in the process. You know, another area that I just realized here in the past week is, you know, I set this goal that I want to attend marriage. And for whatever reason, when I set that goal, I thought, oh my gosh, this is going to be rainbows and butterflies. Like we're just going to have so much fun together and we're going to work on connecting physically more. And that's going to be so much fun. And yet (laughs) I know how goals work. Like when you set a goal like that, especially if it's a stretch goal like that one, your brain then starts to show you all the things that are stopping you from having that goal. Because otherwise you'd already have the goal right? If you set the goal of a 10 marriage like mine, well, why don't you have it already? Well, it's because there's these things that are stopping you. And so this past week, it was like all this crap came out in regards to why I don't have a 10 marriage right now. And of course, you know, at first it's like, oh, it's all on him. Like he needs to work on this and he needs to work on that. And then as I dug deeper, it was like, whoa, no, this is all on me. This is my stuff. This is the stuff I have to work on. And again, it's like this level of discomfort of here we go. Here's what it is, Lindsay. And knowing it's like, okay, if I'm wanting a 10 marriage, then not only do I have to work through these beliefs and kind of do some feeling, dealing and healing, which again is uncomfortable, but then I have to, you know, take action on this. I have to be the one that's more emotionally vulnerable and I have to find more peace with some of the things that he does instead of finding judgment. And I have to really put myself out there and start to unconditionally love him, even though he may not be able to give that back to me, which I think he does. Right. But I don't know what's going to be on the other side of this because right now it feels really scary of, you know, doing some of these things. And, and because I feel so vulnerable, if he, you know, quote unquote hurts me in that process, it could hurt even deeper. And so it's just like, okay, but this is the work, right? I have to get uncomfortable. I have to put myself out there. I have to keep growing in this direction if I'm really wanting this to happen. So, Again, I hope you're starting to see here is like, this is part of the journey and, and realize it's, it's just vibrations in your body. When you're feeling this for me, again, it feels like a low level anxiety. And so I'm just like, breathe through it, take some deep breaths in and out. I just kind of acknowledge. I just say, you're just feeling a little scared right now or a little anxious. It's okay. It's part of the journey. I kind of just like talk myself down. I do a lot of self-care to recharge because anytime we're growing, as I said, it's uncomfortable. We're going to feel more feelings. And so it's important we recharge ourselves with with more self-care and um, just give ourselves a lot of grace. Okay, we're going to make mistakes. It's going to feel uncomfortable, but not to judge ourselves and instead just say, okay, this is what I'm feeling. This is what's happening you know, here's what mistakes I made, but tomorrow I'm going to show up and I'm going to get better. And I'm just going to keep showing up and I'm going to keep going after this stuff. Because the worst thing that we can do is decide something's too uncomfortable or really it's like, oh, it must not be meant for me because it's so uncomfortable. When the reality is, is it probably is for you. You had some sort of vision that you wanted this goal to happen. And 
it's not going to be easy to get there necessarily, especially at first when you're, again, breaking all these barriers, all these thought patterns, doing some things that are hewing from your past, but that's part of the journey. And so you have to just work your way through it. You know, I tell my clients a lot of times this analogy. I say, when we meet, you know, you're living in this this town in essence, and I'm going through your town and I'm like, Hey, you know, there's a different way to live. If you want to live differently, come follow me. And so you probably start to follow me through your little town. And we get to this point where I say, um, okay, well, if you want to sign up, you know, it's, it's, it's really exciting and it's going to be really fun, but we're going to have to travel through this really dark forest together. But don't worry, I'm going to hold your hand the whole time we go through this dark forest. And you're like, okay, do I really want to go through this dark forest? But for whatever reason, you have enough trust in me to say, okay, I think this girl knows what she's talking about. I'm going to take the leap. We're going to go through the dark forest together. And then that's when we start the coaching process and we go through this dark forest. And even during the time we're going through this dark forest, I even kind of push you in some water along the way. And I'm like, we call it the river of misery. And I'm like, okay, I know it feels like you're, you know, kind of floundering a little bit, but I just trust me, we're going to swim over to this other island and it's going to be so good. And because you have so much awareness at that point, this is again, just like a couple weeks into coaching. You're like, I know I can't go back to my old town, my old way of living, but right now I feel so damn crappy. I want to get out of here, but I'm just going to keep going with the journey. And then in just a few more weeks time, you're like, oh my gosh, this feels amazing, Lindsay. I'm so glad I did the work of those first, you know, typically it's like the first six weeks of coaching because now it's just like, I can't imagine going back to any other way. And I'm like, I know, right? And now look, you have all this new land with all these new opportunities and you're already starting to paint the vision on this new land of what you wanted. We just had to go through the forest. You just needed to, you know, change some things up. You were too scared to go through the forest, but the forest is what allowed you to make all the changes you needed to get to this other side. So that's the analogy for you. And and that's why I think it's so important to have people like a coach or somebody else in your life who knows this journey and can guide you on this journey. Because again, our brain wants to get the F out of that stuff. It hates discomfort. It hates change. It's like, wait a second, I feel really safe right now. Why are we trying to change things up? Trust me, every time I make a new goal, I get excited about it at first. And then when I realize the work I have to do, I think, why did I make this goal? Like, why can't I just be happy with what I have? Like my marriage is like an eight right now. Can I be happy with an eight marriage? (laughs) Why is it that I'm always striving for more? And that's why too, it's so important we have things like our why of why we're doing certain goals. Because if we don't, when things get hard, we don't have the why man, we want a piece out of there so fast and we miss out on so much of the growth. Okay. So stay with my friend, just learn to feel those feelings of discomfort. It's so worth it. Many times it's just a few weeks that you're feeling it and then it just becomes a part of you. And then you get to evolve and take on more things and grow even more in your life. But please don't fear the discomfort. Don't avoid it. Don't think something's gone wrong. It hasn't. It's just a part of the process. The more that you can 
embody it, the more you can accept those and not judge it, the better you're going to be in the process. Okay. And that's why it's so important to have, again, somebody like a coach like me to just say what you're feeling is totally normal. You know, I mentioned earlier the client who I said, okay, listen, you're going to have to go feel your feelings. She came to me. We just had our call last night, actually. And she's like, okay, Lindsay, I'm feeling my feelings. This feels really uncomfortable. I know it's good stuff, but how long am I going to be here? I'm like, don't worry. We're only going to be here for a few more weeks, maybe like two or three more weeks. Okay. But then we're going to come out of it. And, it, and this is what's going to happen after it. And she's like, okay, got it, Lindsay. <laughs> but, you know, for people who don't have a coach, it's just like, how long am I going to be here? Get me the F out of here, right? Because our brain wants to at least be able to feel some safety and security around that of like, okay, we've just got a few more weeks. Got it. I can do this. Okay. So you got this, my friend, go out there, grow, experience that discomfort, start to feel it in your body. It's just part of the growth. And I can't wait to see you on the other side. If you feel like you need help accomplishing your goals, you know, I'm always here for you. I'm always ready to take you on and to help you accomplish your dreams. The first step is always to get on that free consult so we can talk through everything together. The link's in the bio, and then you'll also get the link here on the outro as well. So I'll see you in the next episode, my friend. Bye. Hey there, Miss Unstoppable. Thanks so much for tuning in to this episode. If you enjoyed it, share it with a friend. Send them a picture of this episode via text, via email, share it on social media. I'm sure they would be so appreciative to know these strategies and tips on how to accomplish your dreams. If you are ready to guarantee you're going to accomplish your goals and dreams, then it's time to start coaching with me. In my nine-month simple success coaching system, I am going to walk you every single step of the way to ensure that you get the goals and dreams that you want. The first step is to apply for a free 60-minute consult call. Just go to lindsay, L-I-N-D-S-A-Y, epreston.com forward slash apply to get started. As always, my friend, remember... You're only as unstoppable as you believe you can be. So believe in yourself. You got this.